up, everybody, and welcome back to Haste the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County, in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back for episode number 60. Exciting show to get to today. And of course, my co-host joined me to my right. It's Joanna E. Russo. What's up, Joanna? Um, do you know that there is now a best bottle of wine? Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. And it's $6, and it's only available at Walmart. The best bottle of wine out there is only $6. Mm-hmm. And it's a Malbec that's only available at Walmart. You should have saved this for the end of the news segment. Man, that is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Walmart. Where's our closest Walmart? I'm going to head there tonight. There's one at 1st and 8th Street. 1st and 8th. That's right. That was big news. Yeah. All right. We will head there after the show. But before that, <laughs> let's welcome in our other co-host. It's to my left, William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? If I get accused for being the one eating on the <laughs> microphone, I just want to point out, London is in the studio. Yes, she, she is. She is going crazy on a bone right now. She's chomping this and, bone. And yes. uh, it's driving me crazy right. and, and all the other audiophiles out there probably going to tune out. Um, so before you do, Kevin King, Mike Parks, yeah. uh, we'll see you back on episode 61. Right. Well, the long, long story that we can't even get into, but I'm sorry the dog. Why? Because it makes be you in- look bad? No, <laughs> um, the, the dog has to be in studio. That's all I'm going to have to say for now. Hopefully mm-hmm. the, uh, the dog's mom will be here, uh, to pick her up. But- the dog's mom? Well, she can a dog can drive. <laughs> Julie will hopefully be here to pick her up. But I mean, if if we don't have her in studio, she's going to go nuts. If I don't give her some sort of bone to keep her occupied, can you give she'll her something? Also, go nuts. Acquire uh, bone. Asics Greg uh, has has learned that you don't yeah, give crunchy snacks. That's true. Isn't there something that that's like a non squeaky toy? That's like all right. Asics Greg. You, you've been tasked with a non-squeaky toy. <laughs> no, for... Asics, Greg, you have not been because this is a one-time only <laughs> that's appearance a, that's true. by the dog in the that's, studio. That's true. Well, that is what you hear in the background. So, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, hopefully, she can keep it down. I don't uh, want to get blamed for eating another peanut butter apple. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, but that's London in the background. We've got Docs. We've got Joanna. Full crew back this week, mm-hmm. which is great news. Uh, there was a lot of disappointed podcast fans last week, Docs, that you were out of town. Uh, so you are back, Joanna back. And by a lot, we mean one. Well, there was a couple one tweets, or more. Yeah, but for every one that uh-huh. we know of. Right. It's 100,000. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into where you were and what you were doing uh-huh. when you were away from the show last week. Well, all right. All right. Joanna was also away. Uh, I was. And we'll talk about... Uh, your uh, trip to New Jersey or wherever else you went looked like you had a good time from the pictures I saw. So uh, they weren't on social media, though, of course. Uh, so we'll talk. Sorry, podcast listeners. We'll, we will talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about our happy hour that we've got June 30th. Uh, so that's exciting and always exciting happy hour that will be later this week as this show will be uh, show will come out on the 27th and. So uh, everybody listening, head out to the happy hour on June 30th at uh, Blue Jacket. We'll talk about that later in the program. Uh, we've got an in the news segment. There was a marathon, an incident at a marathon that was very scary. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Also, Nike was in the news and they were being sued or not being sued. We're going to get to the bottom of that. 
And finally, very excited to be joined by local runner with a very inspiring story, Jamie Watts. Uh, she is uh, profiled in a feature article this week or this month in the Washingtonian in July's edition of the Washingtonian. I brought everybody in studio here, a couple magazines to look at, and I'm hopeful she's going to sign my copy when she comes in studio. So Jamie Watts will join us. Uh, she is a runner. She does a lot of Pacers running races. Uh, she has cerebral palsy and just an amazing story, and she's going to tell it here in studio later today. All right, but first, guys, I wanted to get into where you guys were last week. Uh-huh. All over the country. Vegas, San Diego, New Jersey. Very exciting places. Where do we start? Uh, uh, well, let's start on this. We actually did a... Uh, full show on Friday oh, without okay, Joanne. Okay. All right, so we're going to pull back the curtain first. Uh-huh. Okay, that's and, probably a good idea. And all I'm wondering, I, I have two things in my head right now. Like, right. For, Well, a bunch of things, but of course the show's not good without Joanna on it. Correct. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, so thanks for thanks for showing up, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's definitely going to be worth it, worth it that you're here in studio and that we're re-recording. Mm-hmm. Um, even though your bedtime was about... As she looked at her watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five minutes ago already. There was some good content in this uh, ridiculous, uh, ridiculously long show that Farley and I did. Farley and Docs. Um, yeah. There was nobody here to tell us, okay, guys, enough with the gambling. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> he was in Vegas. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I could sum it up within, you know, a couple of sentences where it took me probably 20 minutes before. But he was in Vegas. I gave him some money for some bets. I lost those bets. He placed some some bets, uh, or recommended some bets on his own, and he won those bets. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. I'm a terrible well, gambler. He's a good one. Well, in my in my head, I'm trying to figure out if if uh, like how what we can do with some of that material. It was just too long for uh, a real show, right? And and like every question you asked, I would like spend 15 minutes answering. <laughs> it was interesting to me. There were, I mean, there are fans out there who would be interested in it. Well, maybe you guys should have a separate gambling podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Tweet us at Pace the Nation if you want to hear that, and maybe Docs will release it on some, you know. Well, I was kind of thinking maybe that could be like a bonus episode or something. Yeah, well, just a bonus yeah, okay. episode later in the yeah. week. And uh, it was interesting and, to me. And just be warned if you if you if you're one of our many Joanna f- uh, fans, right? Just don't listen to that bonus episode <laughs> unless you're also a gambler, right? In- unless you're a gambler. Uh, or thinking about getting into gambling, <laughs> right, right. Uh, or um, right. I can't think of any other reason why you would. No, to that it. would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Well, I, I was, you know, as I set the agenda, I was hoping we wouldn't pull back the curtain uh-huh. and let people know why we are broadcasting at nine o'clock on Sunday night when Doc still has to edit the show, and I've got my dog in the uh, in the studio. Well, truth truth be told, um, we're not wrestling, London. <laughs> Okay, and then and then to dispel another rumor, uh, I was not on vacation. Oh, that's uh, right. It wasn't vacation. It, it was not vacation. I Although was... for some people, those are vacation spots. Yes, yes, yes exactly. In Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Someone no, did tweet in and ask, like, wow, this guy gets a lot of vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish. I wish I was on vacation. But yeah, so I, I went to Vegas, and the night before I left, Farley calls me up, and I, like, I'm already in bed. I've got a 6 a.m. flight. And Farley mm-hmm. calls me up and he's like, I need to give you some cash uh, so that you can place some bets. 
Uh, so he comes over and he gives me cash and and I was like, hey, did you bring that Pace the Nation T-shirt that that, that was you were the supposed one to bring thing over? You actually asked for it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like, nope, forgot it. <laughs> but we do have a T-shirt for Amanda Mazinski, who is our trivia contest winner. Way to go, Amanda! She was. Uh, we actually had uh, a few correct entries. Yeah. But Amanda was the first one to get it in. Uh, with the correct answer. She emailed correctly into mm-hmm. PaceTheNation at gmail.com with the correct trivia answer. So congratulations, Amanda, and uh, thank you for everybody who, who played. Uh, that was fun. Maybe we'll do something like that again. Yes, yeah, she was the, um, she was the first one to cor- identify the correct answer and email in. So. Yeah, I just said that. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll do something like that again, but not until I get my T-shirt first. <laughs> oh, all right, well. No offense to the fans. Well, isn't your T-shirt sold out? Oh yeah, yeah. I corrected that on my way home too. That's that's getting worked on right now. Uh huh. So for those who've tried to buy over the last day and a half, it which says, is probably hundreds of thousands. Yeah, of people. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are not out of stock. Uh, I'm having my online people uh, fix that right now. So mm-hmm. sorry about that. So go ahead and try to reorder. They should be available now. They are available now, I should say. Is one available for Docs? Yeah. <laughs> one is available for Docs. I'm sure we can find one for, for him. He doesn't have to order it online. All right. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up, Docs. Uh, Joanna, well, we'll get into your New Jersey trip uh, later on in the program. But next, we will be joined by Jamie Watts, whose story really does show the power of the human spirit. She's a local road racer with cerebral palsy, and she's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to Pace the Nation. And now, Docs, excited to be joined by local celebrity, local running celebrity, Jamie Watts. Jamie, how are you? I'm great, Chris. How are you? I'm not a celebrity, but I am glad to be here. <laughs> no, Jamie, well, uh, you are a celebrity. Farley is starstruck right now. I am. I am totally starstruck. Uh, your story is unbelievable. You just uh, you there's a feature story that just came out in the Washingtonian, the July issue of the Washingtonian. So, con- I mean, congratulations. This is really awesome. The story is called Amazing Racer. How excited are you about this story? Oh, my gosh. I am fired up about this story. So, so first of all, let me just be clear. There is no story without, uh, you know, the, the Pacers team and, and all the support staff. So, so this is not really a Jamie Watts story. This is a D.C. running community, a Pacers, a Marine Corps story. And uh, I appreciate that. Well, that's awesome. And it, 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 we, we feel honored to be a part of the story. And we were plugged in here a number of times, Docs, in this article. I uh, noticed. <laughs> that just came out. I was actually <laughs> even quoted. And, and this, I know. Yeah, they pulled something off, off the blog. And really cool article. Awesome 34 pictures. We'll talk about your 34 races. But tell us, uh, Jamie, uh, who you are as, as a runner, and when did you actually get into running? Great. So um, I... <sighs> You know, I'd have just like everybody, you know, you start running, you stop running. Um, but really in earnest, I started running in 2012. I was prepping for, uh, well, a couple things. So I just kind of reached this point in my life where, uh, I was like, I got to do some things different for my own health, for my own kind of personal well-being and growth. And then also, uh, I had this trip planned to Italy. 
mm-hmm. we were going to be two weeks in Italy going city to city. I was going to have to walk like Pompeii, Amalfi Coast, you know, all these places that aren't exactly known as like the smoothest terrain. Right. And so I, I was not going to be the one that drugged down my whole tour group. Right. <laughs> so I just, you know, I didn't know what else to do. So I just started, you know, running. And the whole point was I didn't really want anyone to see me. So I go running like in the morning or in the evening at times where I thought that no one else was going to be there. Um, you know, and I started running uh, in preparation for a trip, this trip and just to make some changes for myself and do a little better. So you said you, you, so you said nobody else to see you. So this is long before you're racing. Uh, you do have cerebral palsy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But when you run, you actually have a cane at all times, right? I do. And I do. Where, where do you where do you train, and where were you training where no one would see you? So, so that's a great question. I um, you know, I I wasn't racing, so I didn't know about this whole culture of road racing and mm-hmm. all that. Um, and so I just went to my gym inside uh training every day either uh you know usually five days a week in the morning or in the evening on the treadmill um you know people have a love-hate relationship with the treadmill some people love it some people hate it i love it right because there's no (laughs) obstacles in the way um you can go when it's the blizzard outside which we actually had that last year and i ran all (laughs) during the blizzard so um you know, I just started doing that and that's how I trained. Um, and now that I'm racing, you know, a lot of my road racing comes from actually doing other races. Right. So my outdoor training comes from actually racing. My indoor training is just every day in the gym on the treadmill. So the success, the, the trip to Italy was successful, I assume. Yeah, and it was great. It Do was it. great. It was great. You were out there, you kept up with the group and, and that, that was awesome. But what, brought you to this place where you said, all right, now I want to go out and do races. Yeah. So I, I came back and living in DC, you know, we have all these different activities. You get all these, you know, Groupon, mass email, right. you see all these things and, and you're just like, wow, we have a lot of road races here. And I just said, I guess I was like blind to that fact or not, just not aware that we had this whole running community. And so originally I just started out I bet I could do one. Mm-hmm. That was my only goal. Do one, finish one. That's it, right? And so I signed up uh, for one. I actually went down to Quantico and did my first one uh, on the Marine Corps base at Quantico. I did a race called Gender Defender in 2012. Again, hiding out where no one would see me, where I thought I wouldn't have any trouble, where I thought it would be like a mixed group of running ability. Did right? you tell the race director you were No. Be- okay. Wow. I went down there totally alone. I literally got off the train and there is no people. It's like Mm -hmm. the back of base. Um, It was like facing a Domino's. There's literally like no one there. (laughs) And so um, I just kind of said to myself, like, no turning back now. I didn't tell anyone because I kind of honestly thought that somebody would say no. Wow. And I was like, well, no one has officially said no. (laughs) So until somebody comes up to me and says, no, this isn't allowed. I'm just going to go on the premise that it's allowed. Right. It's easier to beg for forgiveness <laughs> right. than uh, ask permission. Ask right? for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> That's right. right. Exactly. So the Gender Defender 5K, you completed that race, and were you just like invigorated by that and said, I got to keep doing it? I was, well, 
kind of bo- kind of both kind of both so i was totally like just from a spirit standpoint i was totally uh energized i loved it mm-hmm. um i love the fact that i finished because i didn't even think that was maybe possible to do really my only goal was finish without embarrassing myself <laughs> and so i i finished um so i was really proud of that but i had gotten a hotel room down there and i was in the hotel room and i'm like i i don't think i can stand up to take a shower right You're like I, I think i'm done right so i literally just sat down and i'm like i'm gonna sleep like this <laughs> i'm gonna sleep like this dirty sweaty mess and and that's what i did but you know it was just a sign of all the training i had left to do still nice so you, you have cerebral palsy. Tell I us do. tell us about cerebral palsy. What yeah. is it and how does it affect you? So sure, thanks for asking that question. Um, I think it's really important that people ask questions about stuff like this. So um, for me in particular, I was born seven and a half weeks early. Um, and so cerebral palsy is one of the most diverse disabilities that there are. Um, and what I mean by that is just kind of the effects manifest themselves differently for each person. So for me, really only my legs are impacted. So I have trouble with things like balance, uh, coordination, like strength. Uh, sometimes you'll hear that people with CP have weak ankles. I, I can attest to that. Right. We, we have that. Um, so it, it really depends. Cerebral palsy is caused by some type of usually trauma at or around the birth process. So depending kind of what happens to the person, it will depend how it manifests. Some people get the cord wrapped around the neck and that can impact gait, you know, but for me again, it's just really my legs uh, mostly. Mm -hmm. So you're out there at these races and, and when you're on the treadmill, uh, with the cane or are you using some other, oh, no, without the cane. So, but I have to hold on. Oh, so on the yeah. treadmill, you're, you're, you're without the cane. Yes, I the am. The races, yeah. you have to have a cane. Yeah. Right? And I can actually go faster on the treadmill. So if you, um, like gen, just generally speaking, I run a 30 minute outdoor mm-hmm. mile. I run about a 25 minute indoor mile. Wow, so you're so, able to go faster. Yeah, because you're right. not you're not having to deal with like downhill or um terrain issues like uh grates or gravel or anything else that comes or, with, that might be in a road race. Or death trap. Or death trap. <laughs> the the starting mats or the finish mats. The, right. You know. Um most people love those, right? You you get ready for your big finisher spot. Me, I hope I'm just not making that weird face where i'm about to fall every time uh, the fact that brian's been able to get any good shots of me finishing is a miracle in and of itself and, and of course you're talking about brian knight loyal yeah. listener he uh he's a loyal listener of the show and of course is uh swim bike and run photography and he does a great job at all the pacers events yeah and you are as the article says here in the washingtonian a kind of a pillar of the pacers events uh throughout the year so you, I look at, and looking at these pictures, a number of them are Pacers events, but you decided to do 34 races before your 34th birthday, a lot of them being Pacers events. But 
When did you decide that? Why did you decide that? So um, I, like a lot of people, use social media. So I was, uh, I was maybe about a month out from my 33rd birthday, and I read this fitness article about this woman. I, I had not been able to ever find the article again to reference it, but I, I found it, and she had run, I think for her 30th birthday, had run like that many races. And so I was like, that would be a really cool thing to do, to try. Yeah. You know, I could, I could travel i could do all these different things you know but but i don't know if i can do 34 in a year that's a lot right <laughs> you know so so i didn't tell anybody again i'm not I, at this point i was not a big fan of telling people things or making things known to anybody but myself right. about what i was going to do in racing because it wasn't an area at that time that i felt like i excelled and so you don't really want to talk about the things that you maybe don't excel at. So Farley, I, she's the exact yeah. opposite as you. She is. Yes. <laughs> Farley, uh, Farley oversells. I could learn <laughs> a thing or two from her for sure. So I'm taking notes of her. So I honestly did not tell anyone. I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to start this and we'll see how far we get. I thought I might get five in, 10 in, 20, you know, but we're not going to tell anyone. Right. So we're just going to start. And, and honestly, that's how it went the whole way. We did it like three or four at a time. Um, so did you, you, you didn't pick out 34 races no, in a year. It was just kind of, no. uh, let's see how many I figured out bag. my month. Uh-huh. Right. So July looks like this. Yeah. August looks like this. And beyond that, we, right. we don't know. So you're, you're doing mostly five K's, uh, road races, right? Is that right. correct? R- all road races. Um, mostly five K. I mean, in the second year, I did sprinkle in more 10Ks. Once I got comfortable with that distance, mm-hmm. then I sprinkled more of those in. And once I got comfortable with Parkway, you know, then I then I changed up my distance. But, yeah, mostly 5K for the most part. So, and, and you did, um, and we'll definitely talk about the Parkway race, but you did along the way, I know reading from the article, you did a trail run, too. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was an accident. Right. Um <laughs> So, uh, we signed up for this one. I went with my friend Carmen Cooper and I, uh, she found the race. Uh, it was a monster glow dash and about a week before, and this is like pretty far and maybe like 23, the article probably says, but I honestly can't remember right in front of me, which race it was Mm -hmm. probably about 23. Um, she found it and said, Hey, you want to do this with me? Of course I said, yeah. And, um, then she was like, hey, I'm looking at the course and it doesn't, it looks like it might be kind of rough. Right. Are you sure you, uh, by then I'm kind of like, ah, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just figure out when we get there. Again, we didn't do this with a grandmaster plan. We figured it all out when we got there. And, and so, you know, I assume like most of the other novelty races, you know, if you're doing like a color run or a you know something with a theme they're usually like not as intense right as something that you train with marines for right, right. <laughs> so um we did it and uh right away we turned off and it literally like started in the field so the grass is like up to your knee and mm. and so you're like hiking through the grass and then you take a turn and you're in the woods and you thought that they had these little lighted cones and normally when you have lighted cones you can see the next one from the one that you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were too far apart. So we're literally in the dark, in the woods. I think there were tree roots. I kept tripping on something. So, so were you <laughs> actually falling down? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm literally like 
praying out loud, please don't let me break my face. I have right. to I have to go to work Monday <laughs> and I have to, you know, be able to interact with people without right. missing teeth. Right. So it would be really great if I could just get through this alive. Um, so again, I never set out to do a trail, but I did one. So any bad, other bad falls along the way? Are there incidents along the way where you're like, wow, that is you know, going to break my face? If I don't break something, it's a good day. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I have, uh, before I started officially ra- racing, I did a walk where I did actually break a finger. So I'm, I, you know, after 35 years of practice, I'm pretty good at falling mm-hmm. about what needs to be protected, how to protect your face. Right. And so, um, knock on wood, I have not uh, broken anything yet (laughs) well you 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 set out to do this 34 races and like you said there was really no plan no plan but none but the parkway race that you mentioned before i guess you ultimately did plan to make that your 34th race but not until the end not until the end not until the very very end i mean this is 10 miles i mean this is a big leap so you're doing you're doing a series of five Ks and then you you the exclamation mark is a ten yeah. Well, so I think it's important to recognize that on the second race, it was this race that was not a Pacers race called the Fit Booty five mm-hmm. K, and before that I had not done any city racing. I had not done any like DC racing. Right. So I actually met Stacy Sanders, who mm-hmm. works for Pacers. Yeah. Um, and we were talking after the race. I didn't know she worked for Pacers. She just had on the shirt for Crystal City Twilighter. Mm-hmm. So I walked up to her and I said, hey, I have researched that race because that was July. So I said, uh, is that race any good? And she said, well, you know, I work for the company that puts, that puts on the on. race. Right. And, I, you know, so then I don't know why you trust the stranger, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's Stacey's she's friendly. She's yeah. so genuine. It's like, how can you not trust of someone course. that nice and that genuine? Right. So, so I was like, you know, I have in the back of my mind that I want to do this 34 races, but I have no idea how I'm going to get it done. And I have a serious fear and uh, phobia about uh, street racing and racing in DC. Like yep. I know there's a bunch of rules about shutting the roads down for a long time. And I, I, I have serious concerns about that. And she, yeah, and she told me, just do one. Mm-hmm. Just come do one Pacer race. We'll cover it, I promise. And that's how it got started. And that was the Freedom Four Milers. That was the Freedom Four. Four Milers. Yeah, so that was uh, the third race that I did. And uh, it snowballed from there. So I would say, though, to get back to your original yeah. question, sorry to hijack the yeah. question. Um, well, the questions are for you, so yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> no problem. It. It's perfect. Um, so... I didn't probably realize that Parkway was going to be 34 until January. Wow. And, and just for reference, like Parkway is in April. Mm-hmm. So we didn't recognize that until I started kind of counting out because by January, you're looking at February. Right. Right. And and I said to Stacy and to Lisa Reeves, uh, the race director for Pacers, I said, um, you know, this could work out. Like, this could be the way that we finish. Yeah. But do you think we can pull this off? Like, is that too big of an ask? And I should have never asked that question. Right, right, right. Because I know the answer. It wasn't too big of an ask, and we did it. Yeah, it definitely wasn't too big of an ask. I mean, our concern was, 
you know, how, you know, how are you going to be able to handle the 10 miles? Because this yeah. is longer than you've been than doing in, in actual street races. Right. Was that super intimidating to you? Um, so by then I had done, um, I think one of those in there was a, the 10 K yep. I had done a couple 10 Ks. So really it's people would ask me all the time. Are you ready for the 10 mile? I'm like, you know what? I have the first six. Yeah. It's going to be my friends that get me through the last four. And that's exactly what happened. Um, because we get to about mile seven, seven and a half. And I could feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't know that I have this. Right. right. But I'm with Pat mm-hmm. and I don't want to say out loud that I don't think I have this. And so I don't. <laughs> Again, yeah. I keep it to myself. Right. right? If, if you have something negative to say, keep it to yourself. And <laughs> and so um, I just didn't say anything. And right then, literally right about then, um, one of my friends had flown in secretly to surprise me on course. So here she is like standing at mile seven and I was pretty far away and I didn't recognize her at first. So literally I'm like, oh, isn't that nice? Those people are out there. Isn't that so nice? They came to cheer their friend on. And as I got closer, like literally somebody took it frame by frame by frame. And you can just see like the point that I recognized that she flew in from Austin to be on course. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was probably one of my favorite racing moments. Well, I mean, you, you you know, it's huge to have the support of of friends, and we're happy to do it at Pacers Running to support you out there. Uh, but you know, a lot of people don't understand when you're saying, "I'm not sure I have this at mile seven and a half." You still have an hour and fifteen minutes to go. Yeah. for two and a, yeah. two and a half miles. It's it's not it's not fifteen more minutes right. or two more miles. It is an right. hour and a half more running. Right. Um, and so, you know, this year I didn't have that problem mm-hmm. because this year I'm like, okay, you're going to hit that mental. And it is, it's not a physical wall. It is a mental wall. And so I just had a little pep talk with myself. You're going to hit that wall at mile seven and you are not allowed. Well, you did an amazing job. <laughs> I think, uh, Bruce Buckley will tweet it out, uh, at pace, the nation, Bruce Buxy, Buckley captured the moment. He's with uh, Swim, Bike, Run Photography as well. Uh, we'll tweet out the picture. One of my favorite pictures of you is that finish line where I want to say hundreds. Maybe there weren't hundreds. It, it felt like but a it lot. it felt like you know, hundreds of people out there waiting for you to finish. And this is you know, long, after long after many people have finished. Tell me how that felt to have all those folks out there. Well, so, I mean... I'll say this again. Like, this is not a Jamie Watts accomplishment. This was everybody that put in all that time to make sure that I could do every race because every race leading up to that was training for Parkway. And so when I crossed that finish line, I might have crossed it, but it was Lisa, Stacy, uh, Brian, everybody. Kathy. At pay- everybody. Yeah. Yep. Kathy, Pat. Yeah, right. So, so everybody was part of that and that and you could feel that I think I mean I don't want to speak for everyone but I feel I felt like you could feel that it was a group accomplishment it wasn't a single accomplishment and that is what I'm most proud of so it it was an amazing again we'll tweet out that picture that Bruce did a great job of taking and capturing the moment there at pace the nation 
Um, so take us through a, a race, because your race day experience <laughs> is going to be quite different yeah. than what Docs and I's uh, race day experience is. Yeah, so typically, um, before we even get to race day, I've worked out with the Pacers team or whatever. It's usually, pay- I'm just going to use us yeah, as an or, example, or, because that's, what we, Corps. that's yeah. what we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so usually we've worked out... Um, what we're going to do, what the start time is. So we know, so everybody shows up and, um, you know, it's usually like, depending on the race, it can be anywhere from half an hour to an hour before, or in the case of Parkway, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Um, and, and that race starts at, I think seven thirty or eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight. eight I think o'clock. they have a wave of seven o'clock people, yeah. but for the most part, it's eight o'clock. So you're four hours before people yeah, started. And, yeah. And, and we're on the is- trail. And this is to take advantage of the the road closures. Right. Right. Well, and also just to allow for us to finish uh, by the time the permit requires us to be done. Right. Um, And I would would say that, you know, we have to start out on the trail, for example, with Parkway. And the trail is tough. The trail is not just simple. Right. Um, So because there's a lot of up and down. So we'll, we'll get there. And uh, we start and usually, you know, a, a course escort was not something that I asked for when mm-hmm. I started racing. And it's not something I have every race, but it's something that I have every Pacers race um, because it's something that they feel like is important. And I'm so thankful for it, not from the standpoint of getting hurt, um, although I'm sure that would come in handy when <laughs> when that happens. I'm sure it will come in handy. Well, you've, you've, you've um, said that you've learned how to fall. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, your um, face will be fine. But, but, you know, I think as much for like the mental and like the camaraderie, like to have somebody or like the directions. I'm terrible with directions. <laughs> so so it's good to have somebody with me. Um, so we'll usually go out. It'll be me and one other person. Uh, sometimes Pat, sometimes, uh, you know, different ones, Charlotte will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll start and, uh, you know, I can usually get, uh, you know, depends on the race, but you know, maybe I like to try to get to the turnaround point if we're doing like a out and back race, turning around point by the time everyone starts mm-hmm. and, um, you know, then we'll, f- I'll finish on time and we like to finish kind of amongst the people right right? and so that's what's great about it is you know when i did the what you i would refer to as the third race freedom four that was the first time that i had ever been in a race where it wasn't completely desolate by the time i got there. right you know just to have those people there it's it's amazing it's part of the racing experience and what what we always kind of say is that we want everyone to have the same type of finisher experience because Mm -hmm. you the beginning is not the part that really matters. Anyone can begin, right? right? <laughs> but, but to finish, like to have that finisher experience, there's nothing like the finisher experience when you're racing. Yeah, there's no question. And I've got a, another Instagram post that we'll tweet out at Pace Nation with you finishing. And I love your energy when you finish. <laughs> I mean, you really bring it. I have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that, that, that really you know, motivates and inspires the rest of us watching you. Uh, so you're out there for, you know, six plus plus hours, yeah. um, you know, on a, on a 10 mile yeah. race, right? Yeah. Um, six and a half. Six. six Although half. when I run, ran the half marathon, which we can talk about in a second, but, yeah. but when I ran that, Stacy let me know that I smoked my 10 mile time nice. by, by 13 minutes. Wow. Nice. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Through yeah. the 10 miles of the half marathon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's correct. So you're, you're, you're out there for six and a half mm-hmm. and you, you know, you're, you're most likely the last finisher. And, oh, not and, most likely. <laughs> I am. Let's not, let's how, be clear. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, so being last place. Cause you've never asked us to say, Hey, don't put my name in the results. Oh no, like I that. want it out there. I want people to be able to look it up and say, she yeah. ran this race and it took six hours, 32 minutes and 14 right. seconds. Um, so I, I actually uh, spoke to a women's group while I was uh, on vacation recently, and uh, I, I put it in mostly about my running, and I uh, put it in perspective. I was like, you know, um, think about it like this. I lose every single race. <laughs> Literally, like, if you look at it from a technical perspective, I lose every single race. But I could care less about that. Right. Like every time that I get out there and I finish a race, I beat the part of me that says you shouldn't be out there. You're not fit enough. You're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. Like you're not able enough, right, to be a runner. So I win every time that I finish. It's not a loss to me. Well, I I agree. I mean, I said before you came on uh, that – you really, your story uh, shows the power of the human spirit and you're a real inspiration. Do you feel like a role model to others with, with CP you know, or, or so, others out there with disabilities? So, I say, quote unquote. Yeah. so, so here's the thing about that. Every disability experience is different and disability is kind of a cultural lens that you can view the world around you. Right. And so it, I don't pretend to speak for all people with disabilities. That would be unfair. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a different experience. But if I can you know, change the way that people think about the way that people with disabilities are um, and change some of those perceptions, that's great. Yeah. You know, just as a byproduct of doing what I had to do for for myself, you know, that's great because we have fun. We get out there and do things. You know, we like to party just like anyone. Right, right. Um so yeah, if if it makes a difference, then then great. But I wouldn't pretend to speak for every single person. Sure. Well, you have such a great attitude, but you have to at times say, "Why me?" There's times you're out there, and you must say, "Why me?" Or does that not even come across your mind? I guess I give up on that like a long time ago. <laughs> like I had 35 years. Right. I mean, to to act like that never occurs in life sure. that would be a erroneous mistake right right? because everybody has disability or not everybody has a situation of like why did that happen to me it could have happened to like 2.7 million other people right right? um but i guess i give up on that right but uh it's it's part of everybody's life and you just kind of deal the hand you're dealt and make the best of it that you can and i you know i have so many blessings and so many good things i look at everything that running has brought me like into the circle of friends that i have as a result of running i wouldn't trade that for anything so if that's what i have that that's what i get to trade i'll trade it's awesome you know well it's a a incredible story the the uh the article is called amazing racer it's in this month's washingtonian I picked mine up at Whole Foods. I'm sure you can find them all over the DMV area, and she is profiled in here. Great article. We're also, you're doing a launch party. I am. For this. I am. On so, June 30th, right? June 30th. So um, if you haven't figured out from this podcast and this uh, article, 
I like my birthday a lot. <laughs> um, and and so I'm turning 30. Oh, well, I already turned 35 and right. I was out of town. So I'm throwing myself a happy hour and a launch party. Uh, everyone, uh, this article has been in the works for, for several months. And several of my friends were interviewed in here. And so all of them were like, oh, you got to have a launch party. And so uh, we did. We are going to have a launch party on June 30th. And so I sent it out to everyone that was in my sphere already of Pacer Nation. So if anybody else wasn't on my friend list already and wants to join. Don't be offended. You can still join. No, you're certainly welcome. So we're going to be at Guapo's on Thursday, uh, June 30th in uh, Arlington. Nice. At 6 Fantastic. Uh, And everybody should definitely come to that. I I, I look forward to that. I think we might have something June 30th, but we can make them both happen, Uh, Docs, I'm sure. I would would say if if you had the opportunity to hang out with me or hang out with Jamie, you should go hang out with Jamie. I'm I'm Sully. She's positive. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. That's funny. Um, so the launch party and birthday party will and be again. Birthday party. Guapos, uh, June Guapos, 30th. Shirlington, yeah. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. And so everybody who wasn't invited is now officially invited. Yeah. So, well, yeah. this is this is my broadest reach to be able to invite people. <laughs> so please, please come. It will be so fun. Will you be signing autographs? Because I'm going to ask you to sign. <laughs> This, uh, you know, I think you have this like misconception that I'm the celebrity. <laughs> I I will sign the magazine. I um I you know more than anything, I wanted this to be a thank you uh, to all the people that supported me and helped me do this because mm-hmm. this does not happen. You know, I don't show up there with the assumption that I'm going to get an early start. Right. It's it's people put time and effort into helping me reach this, and it was just my way to say thank you. It's a great, there's a great picture of you. Uh, your mom's a big fan of this picture. You've got a trash bag on. Yeah, so that's one of my favorites. Like, <laughs> it is a great it, picture. It is, honestly. So it th- is. There's a story behind it. Yeah. Do you want me to yeah, tell? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, so it was raining that day. And, well, obviously, yeah. you can tell from the picture. I, I go to get so cute for all my races. And the one that goes viral is the one where I look like a drowned <laughs> rat. Um, but uh, so... You know, Lisa handed me a trash bag when we were getting ready to start, Lisa Reeves, and and she's like, you need to put this on. And I was like, but I look so cute. I look so good. And she's like, just put it on. And I'm like, we'll see. I'll just, I'll carry it with me, you you know. And then so we're starting off and we're maybe five minutes in and you literally hear over the radio, it's somebody else. Um, Jamie is not wearing the trash bag. I repeat, Jamie is not wearing the trash bag. And and so literally I'm like, oh man, she's going to come out on course. So we have to make sure that we put this on. And it was too long, which is why it's kind of sashed up right. on the side. Um, yeah. So, so I kind of got shamed into the trash bag. But the, the, your expression, the picture is fantastic. I'm sure this is uh Brian who, who captured this picture. Yeah. Um, I think you look great. No, I'm so glad I had it. It was so awful. Your, your mom, your mom's a big fan of it too, right? So, yo, she's a great fan. Yeah. She's a, you know, uh, my mom is one of my greatest fans. So yeah. she, uh, she has come out to race with me a couple of times. One of them was, I was home in St. Louis over Christmas break and uh it was really cold but we went out there anyway and she's the whole way it's so cold I don't know how you can stand it it's so cold I just looked at her and said you gotta toughen up a little like <laughs> you know we got a mile and a half left so but no 
She loves that photo, and I do too. It, it, it is a great picture. So the 34 races wasn't the end of the story, though. Oh, I no. Mean, I thought 10 miles was incredible, no. but then you decided to sign yourself up. You mentioned before, a yeah. half marathon. Yeah, so, so um, after the 34 happened... There was an article in Run Washington mm-hmm. that ran about the 34 races. Yeah, I remember Erin yeah. wrote that. She did an awesome job she with that. She did awesome. Yeah. And yep. when it, so it initially ran, and then I think I was down there. I went to do the Marine Corps Historic Half Weekend, but I had signed up. At that time, they had a 5K, a 10K, and the half. Yep. And I had signed up for the 10K okay. because at this point, I had done the 10-mile, so the 5K would be too short. Right. Um. So I signed up for the 10K, and one of my friends that works for uh, Marine Corps came and found me at the expo, and and she said, you know, I think it's time for you to do the half. (laughs) And I said... Well, if I can get like the support to do the early start, because at this point, like I know what it takes to right. do this. Right. And so I said, if I can get the support to get the early start, I'll commit today Wow. that I'm going to do this next year, yep. the half. And so we planned for a year. I mean, literally in January, I went and met with the Marine Corps staff. Uh, we rode the course. We talked about like... Um, almost every place we could do sidewalk, but there was one part where I would need a police escort. We facilitated that. Um, I worked with them. I can't thank them enough, you know, to be able to get that done. And that was truly, you want to talk about a team effort because, um, you know, we had them that worked with me on all the logistics. And then we had my team, which were two Pacers people, Stacy and Amanda, um, come and do that with me. Uh, they each took half of the race. And again, we had my friend that had surprised me on course. She came to be there again. Yeah, oh, she came awesome. to be there again uh, when I did the half. So <laughs> she ended up dressing up in costumes. <laughs> like, uh, so here we are. It's like uh, two. Th- I started at two twenty-eight a.m. Wow. Point of reference. Two twenty-eight. Right? Wow. You start at two twenty-eight a.m. Stacy took the photo of her watch and me taking off, and we texted in every mile. Um, so every mile marker, we sent a text. So we not only had our start and finish time, we had all the splits. Wow. Cool. Right? Um, because the timing mats weren't down. Weren't up. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, weren't working yet. So um, Amanda took the first half. Stacy took the second half. And uh, for the first three miles, Katie dressed up in costume. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What, and, and what costume? Um, the first was a hula girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this goes. Um, the second one, what was the second one? She had some kind of like clown or something. So she was uh, literally doing costume changes, changes. on the car. In the yeah. car. Like yeah. they're driving, like I would be running and all of a sudden I'd hear, woo! And it was just them driving by because the roads weren't closed. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're just driving by, you know? Mm-hmm. And then everybody started, I think that race starts like at 7 a.m. because it's a half marathon. So, um, you know, about the time the sun comes up is when I get about halfway done. Right. Uh, and so I, I told them all along that I, I thought I could do it based on my parkway time. I thought I could do it in eight hours. And I was going to hold them to that because I wanted everything to go right exactly like I told them it was going to go. Because mm-hmm. I committed that this is what we're going to do, and I'm going to stick to that, right? Right. And um, we did it in like 7.53.54. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So you've completed the half marathon. Yeah. And the next logical question is, what's <sighs> next? It's, Gosh, it's, I really don't know. Yeah. I, you know. I know you're not um, going to tell us. You weren't, you know, you didn't. Yeah. No pressure, right? right? Exactly. Um, 
so I'm obviously going to keep running. I have already done, uh, I've already done a couple, I did a race uh, last weekend in Fredericksburg for my friend Kyle Pohl, who is a uh, elite runner around here. He runs a lot of Pacers races yep. too. He set up a race for his mom, mm-hmm. the Battling Cancer 5K, just ran that. Um, I also don't normally do virtual races, but there's a uh, virtual race for Orlando United 5K that I'm going to do on Saturday wow. just to get together with some friends and do that. Because, I mean, that's an important thing to Absolutely. to recognize and do. Um, so eventually I'd like to run out of the country, I think, somewhere. Mm-hmm. That would be really great. I'd like to do more than one half in a year. Yep. You know, not yeah. too shabby. No, that, that's <laughs> but, uh, uh, those are amazing goals. Wow. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't plan these things out. I don't. Right. I, you know, with the half I did because of the way it worked out. Um, but I, things just seem to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's how I know I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Is that things just happen? Well, it's it's your attitude and it's your willingness to to do whatever it takes to make it happen is certainly the reason why things just happen for you. Uh, it's an amazing story, especially for somebody who started running and didn't want to be seen. <laughs> now you uh, are a feature story in Washingtonian. Uh, you've been all over Run Washington. Uh, it's it's a really inspiring story, and I really appreciate you, you, you sharing it with us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be a guest. Well, we'll we're going to see her on June 30th. It's uh, her birthday slash launch party for this article in the Washingtonian, the Washingtonian magazine that came out here in July. It's again called Amazing Racer, uh, a great story by Caroline Cunningham. Uh, it's the story of, of Jamie Watts, and it is a, a, a true story of the power of the human spirit. And I really, really appreciate you joining us. So thank you very much, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Really I appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That's Jamie Watts. We're going to take a quick break. This is Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Jamie Watts for joining us here in studio. Inspiring individual. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We certainly did. Again, you can see her June 30th at her birthday slash launch party at 6 o'clock in Guapos, at Guapos there uh, in Sherlington. There was a point in the interview where you asked if she was a, a role model for other people with CP. Yep. And I, I got to be honest, I think she's a role model for everybody. Yeah. She's so positive. I, I, I love the way she approaches um, all of the, the races that she does, the training that she does, the, the positive mental attitude. Yep. Um, like giving herself a, a, a pep talk about, all right, at mile seven, uh, you're going to hit the wall and you got to keep going, you know, like, like, uh, but everything is accomplished with, with uh positive mental attitude. It, it's just so inspiring for everybody. She's a role model for everybody. I agree. It's, it's, um, really, that was a really fun interview. I would agree. And she brings a positive attitude and, you know, I asked her if she ever thinks, you know, why me? And she really, really, truly doesn't, which is just amazing. And, uh, really enjoyed sitting down with her, and you know, obviously Joanna wasn't uh, in the in the interview. Uh, again, scheduling conflict, but you'll actually really enjoy the interview, Joanna. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm looking forward to have heard it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, 
I'm looking forward to hearing it too. (laughs) So thanks again to Jamie Watts. Her launch party slash birthday party is June 30th as well. That's at Guapo's in Shirlington, 6 p.m. You know, it uh, conflicts with our, our podcast happy hour. Yeah. One of my favorite takeaways, and, and everybody who, uh, all, you know, our group of friends that's known you forever right. will listen to that, and they will think the same thing I thought, too. <laughs> she tells us that she has a party that's the same time that we have an event, yep. and Farley's like, oh, yeah, we could do both. Right, sure. <laughs> I mean, this is so typical, typical. Farley. Instead of saying, oh, that's too bad that that's, we have a conflict, you're like, oh, yeah, there's no reason why I couldn't be in Shirlington, Virginia, and the Navy Yard in D.C. at the same exact Blue time jacket. for yeah. two completely well, different events. Well, you know events. what? Let's promote two events. If we you're can the promote Virginia- them, but why would you say, yeah, I can go to both? <laughs> I think I'll spend time at both of them. That's all. That's all I'm saying, Docs. I do overschedule at times. All right. So if, you're, if you want to come to the Pace the Nation happy hour and see Farley, come very, very late. Well, that's... Probably a good call. Um, I hate to bring up Harry Potter at a time like this, yes. but mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter books, Hermione does cast a spell where she creates a, a clone so that she can be in two places at once. Okay. That's not true. What does she do then? She has that, that trinket where she like she goes back in time. So it's the same. It, it's Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> totally don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so Farley needs a time machine then. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Time Machine. That was in Austin Powers, one of my six movies that I've watched. <laughs> one so, of the six, five movies yeah, that you've one seen. One of the six, five movies. So I, I'm totally vibing with you on that. <laughs> All right. Well, we mentioned June 30th. It's a packed day. There's also going to be another beer mile training mm-hmm. run. There is. And there'll be a Nats game. And a Nats game. So might as well just try to hit them all. Uh, July 9th, of course, is our beer mile where Pace the Nation is the official... Uh, podcast and media partner of the uh, Beer Mile. Ooh, our title's expanded. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Well, we're the official podcast of it. Uh, So there was a training run June 30th. There was a training run this past week. How did that go, Joanna? It was good. There was um, about like 25, 30 people that showed up. And I kind of heard the same thing from everyone who hadn't done a Beer Mile before, which was that it was an eye-opening experience to practice. To practice. Yeah. Um, I think people had a lot of confidence in their ability to drink beer and run. And then this sort of showed them that it's, yeah, it's, a, little little it's a little harder than you think. Right. What What about those of us who um, did a beer mile when we were very, very young? Right. Uh, capable of running and capable of drinking. Uh, so and you don't were, have either of those skills anymore. <laughs> you were much stronger in both of those categories before. Right. Should, should I be uh, falsely Concerned. confident as well? Because I am. <laughs> so you're you're going to be the anchor leg now? Yeah. I'll do any of the legs. I'm not I'm not bothered. Yeah. Well, we we are going to have a relay, and that's again July 9th. So uh, I'm totally confusing every everybody. If you want to do something, just come out June 30th, and there's a ton of to stuff something. To do. Just to show something. up somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and something will be happening. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but there there will be another uh, there will be another. Uh, beer mile training run so people were actually drinking beer and then sprinting around navy yard is that how it worked yeah okay because and i, I, and I, I also missed that yeah you did miss it yeah. and i also uh told them the wrong course so they ended up doing a half mile instead of a 400 <laughs> <laughs> wow so that we, we had some upset folks there for that all right well that's uh joanna that, are you gonna sort out those logistics by <laughs> by next thursday by next thursday yes yeah they they fixed they figured it out themselves mm-hmm. that's everyone is garments you know 
Well, everybody is excited about it. the beer mile is sold out. Uh, no, I don't have any more entries. Yeah, so. yeah, there are entries. Oh, of course. Okay. I don't have any more entries unless... You spend $150 on you. Brooks at Navy Yard. Exactly. Go see Joanna. Spend $150 on Brooks. And uh, yeah, she'll, she'll grant you an entry into the sold out beer mile, which is July 9th. All right. This week in the news. All the news running related that is interesting to the host. So I mentioned a marathon gone wrong at the top of the show. A bear attacked a woman running a marathon in New Mexico. Now, wildlife officials say a bear attacked a woman running a marathon in northern New Mexico. She suffered several bite and scratch injuries to her head, neck, and upper body. Fortunately, they were not life-threatening. Uh, did they say what kind of bear it was? Well, you know, I just glance at these stories a lot of times, and I see a file picture of a black bear. Yeah, they're not going to get a picture of the actual <laughs> bear that did the All attack. Right, let me do some like more research. Like it did a photo shoot afterwards. <laughs> let me do some more research. It says that it was actually a female black bear who was protecting her cub that had just run up a nearby Ooh, tree there's there were cubs yeah she's so, she's lucky that yeah. she just had a few scratches few scratches well after she got those scratches to her upper body and neck uh a number of uh marathon participants uh came quickly to her aid helped her out until the uh, helicopter could get there to medevac her out of there and she ended up you know with very just surface injuries so it ended up as a story that all, all all ended pretty well there. All right. And because it did, I don't feel guilty about what I'm about to say. Okay, go <laughs> but ahead. Do you know where on the course she was attacked? Uh, it doesn't say that. Because I'm hoping that in the Marine Corps Marathon, I get attacked by a bear <laughs> before the 10-mile mark. Right. And and if it happens at like the 24 or 25 mile mark, I'm going to be pissed. Right. You know, like, can you imagine like going down, going up that hill and then getting a bear jumping out and attacking you? <laughs> right, right. That'd be the worst. Going up Iwo Jima. But at 10 mile mark, I'd be okay be with like, it. like, you're good with that. You know, isn't the mascot for the race a bear? Yeah, it. They, I think they have a bear. There's, there's. I hope it attacks me at the 10 mile <laughs> mark. I don't think it's. I don't think it has as big of claws as this black bear, but I do think it is a bear. Yeah, so it's yeah. even safer. <laughs> right. So, all right. I'm looking at the Marine Corps Marathon site, and it is a bear. Mm-hmm. Miles, the mascot, is a bear. I think it's a brown bear, though. It looks like a really fit bear. It looks like <laughs> it could. It could dunk. <laughs> does he have a sweatband on? Uh, no, he this, does not. Not in this picture that we're looking at, but. Uh, Miles, if you're out there listening, attack docks in the first 10 miles. Yeah, first 10 miles. <laughs> Fine. Not up Iwo Jima, though. Oh, do you get it? His name's Miles? Yeah, uh, like Miles. Like uh-huh. run the miles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This week, also in the news, why did Nike drop its lawsuit against Boris Berrien? Because it was the right thing to do? Okay. All right. I'm not sure if we've talked about this on the show yet. We haven't. This, no. This whole Nike lawsuit against... Boris Berrien, who was a Nike runner, then decided to exit his Nike contract. Mm, contract right. ended. Started okay. running for New Balance. Let me didn't let me, officially. And then Nike sued him. All right. Let me okay, all right. let me explain this one to Go you ahead. because I know <laughs> when we talked about it on Friday, you didn't understand this, the, the right. particulars. Correct. His at the end of the year, his Nike contract was up, 
And in the contract, Nike had the right to match anybody else's offer. He went out and got a contract offer from New Balance, which did not have reductions in it. And then he presented it to Nike to give Nike the opportunity to match. And Nike matched most of the contract, but they put reductors in or reductions in. So reductions is based based on performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like if you're not top three in the United States, if you don't participate in X number of races a year, um, if you don't attend um, like X, Y, and Z Nike sponsored races. Right. So the, basically the reductions mean that over the course of the contract, they can reduce his salary. And it could have been reduced down to $6,000 a year. Wow. Up from pretty significant what, I mean, whatever a, a it was six figure but, salary or something uh, it was like a hundred i think it was 125,000 wow. a year okay. over three years so in 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 his opinion nike did not match the contract offer so he was free to go with new balance and nike tried to stop him saying hey we matched the offer even though there was that particular difference in it mm-hmm, because nike said that reductions were standard in track and field contracts right so from from his perspective, he felt like he shouldn't that Nike didn't have a claim, and they actually stopped him. They got a court injunction where they stopped him from racing this spring after he won the world indoor championships mm-hmm. because he was not running in a Nike singlet. Because according to them, they they had his his uh, uh, apparel uh, contract, and it was it was causing them irreparable damage to their brand that he was not running in Nike. You, there's a lot of sarcasm. <laughs> wow. Well, first of all, I'm really glad we're having this discussion because this is a much more educated, better discussion than we had on Friday. Where he, where <laughs> it's Docs very was, one-sided. It, Docs was telling me, and I was didn't have very much to give back. So, again, I'll just be quiet well, over here in the corner. I mean, my in, in my opinion, Nike does a lot for the sport and they, mm-hmm. they do a lot of good great things for track and field in this country. They do a lot of things for the for the national team. It's my opinion that in this case they were absolutely wrong and um I think I don't think that this came off as a good look for Nike. No, definitely not. Boris was the feel good story of track and field this year. He went from sleeping on his friends' couches and flipping burgers at McDonald's to the world indoor champion in the 800. Right. I thought he was uh serving fries. The, the article <laughs> that I read said that he was he was he was flipping burgers a is fry cook. I think oh, I th- was he really a fry cook? I thought He really did work. He worked at McDonald's. Oh wow! I thought you were just saying that as a that is just again. A, this is a conversation between me and Joanne. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go, go ahead. I, I'll be quiet over here in the corner again. But it, I don't think it looked good for Nike at all. That they're they're this multi billion dollar company that is suing this this feel good story of track and field. Right, and and I you know the thing I thought when it first came up, I actually thought, well, why not let the kid run, let the kid race, and then have the monetary in the background between Nike and New Balance, but they actually stopping him from racing. And this is, you know, this is the defending indoor world champion. So that in my opinion, they're actually hurting USA track and field mm-hmm. by, by disrupting his uh, performance over the spring. That really didn't sit well with me. Well, it's also um, 
like why force an athlete into a contract with your brand if they really don't want to run for you like he really wanted to run for new balance and it was his his contract with nike ended they offered him an initial seven month contract and when it ended he wasn't happy running for nike and he wanted to move to another brand mm-hmm. and i when i first heard about this i couldn't even believe that there was a clause in his original contract that if nike matched another offer that he would have to sign with them like i just can't even believe that something like that well, exists i mean that's contract law i think that's I, I i'm not so bothered by that but i think it's the fact that they didn't actually match the contract and a lot of athletes came out uh, and signed affidavits to present to the court that their contracts did not have reductions in it to yeah. prove that they weren't standard in track and field right well maybe they're standard for nike <laughs> <laughs> well i i think that it was i mean i'm a defender of nike a lot of times too but this yeah. sounds like a nike ego thing a big ego play from nike nothing nothing more nothing less than that well you're also your only source for this uh, story is is our opinion (laughs) (laughs) i I, I perused the flow track article yeah you've seen the headline well and you know i do (laughs) i get it from nike that they're a business and it is good for their business to have the world indoor champion running for them and that they set themselves up to continue working with him if they wanted to at the end of the contract um but from it, a from a human perspective, I think that they were wrong to sue him, and I think it made them look bad. It's one of the shames of the sport is that when you have you, you have so many fringe runners who are leaving college and they don't have. I mean, the representation that they get isn't full time. They're not making the kind of money where they can get a high profile agent like in the major sports mm-hmm. where they can get a fair deal. And and a lot of you know a lot of times people are very thankful to get any sort of contract. I think some of these these companies that take advantage of the kids, you know, this oh, is this yeah. is a case where they do. Well, if you would like, you can continue this conversation on Twitter. You can always tweet us at PaceNation, email us at PaceNation at gmail dot com, and of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. Seven Palmer Square. You can go check out our New Jersey store as well. And New Jersey is the location of Joanna's next in the news story. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's technically two stories. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, no, it's the same story, uh, and they changed the names of the city and the participants and and some of the details of the story. <laughs> to protect. But it's, the, it's no, no, no. How does that go to protect their to protect the enemy? Oh, to protect the innocent? Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. But they did no. change the names. I seriously, Joanna texted us these things. She's like, I want to talk about this on the show. Yes. And I, I read the article and I was like, are these not two, these aren't the same story? <laughs> two different ones. Well, and it's funny because when my mom, one of these stories was near where I grew up. And when mm-hmm. my mom was telling me about it, I was Googling it. And mm-hmm. I was like, mom, all your facts are wrong. And then I realized that there was another case. <laughs> we should probably tell people what we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Let's okay. not pull suspense <laughs> But before we do, uh, everybody at home who's listening, um, guess whether this is a story about running or dogs. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the two topics we talk about on this show. My guess is dogs. Well, you have the luxury of knowing what it is That's actually true. About. That's true. All right. Uh, so the first article is entitled, Officers Remove 47 Dogs from Hopakon Home. And um, basically, in Lake Opaca, New Jersey, officers removed 47 dogs from one house. And this is not like a McMansion that we're talking about. This is a normal-sized home that had 47 dogs. Wow. I can barely keep one. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Um, and then the second article was New Jersey couple ho- hoards 270 dogs. That's a lot more than 47. Yeah, 270 dogs in their house. And that was in Monmouth County. Like, what are they doing with these 270 dogs? Well, the police said it was an extreme hoarding situation. Yeah. They were um, not really taking care of the dogs, That's which is sad. why they were removed. Really yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, in either case, and when you have so many dogs in such a small area, the dogs also fight for resources. But in the house that they had 270, they said they were finding them in like uh, drawers and floorboards. Like they were literally just oh, dogs awful. everywhere. But I feel like this explains, like, I always talk about how I want a dog colony, and I feel like uh-huh. it must be something in New Jersey that just makes us want <laughs> dogs. You want, like, 60 episodes in, you've never said you want a dog colony. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it does When are you always sense. saying this? It kind of makes sense. I feel like I get asked by Julie every day, who's from New Jersey, can we get another dog? See? And again, I can barely keep this one that's whimpering in the background uh-huh. in check. So maybe there is something to it in the water or it's how you guys are bred up there in New Jersey. I don't know. Just dogs. More dogs. Wow. Well, um, th- so, so Joanna, what's your limit on the number of dogs that you would have like that you think is okay? Uh, I in think, this colony. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on what kind of a situation we're talking about. Uh, like where I live now, I think two dogs is my max. Right. But if I had like a farm and mm. a couple acres, I, I mean, I think I could, I think I could get like five dogs. Well, if you get a farm, a lot of people will bring their dogs to you. That's true. <laughs> Cause it, like, I know that all the dogs I had growing up and all my friends' dogs, they all just went to farms out in the country. Exactly. Yeah. So five, I think is, is reasonable. 47, 247. Well, let's, not. let's circle back to the actual story. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know you wanted to talk about it. So why did you want to talk about it? Just because I thought it was interesting that there could be that many dogs in somebody's house. Yeah. And I, I really feel bad for the dogs, too. So if anybody is from New Jersey, you should adopt one of these dogs yes. in, in either case because they're going to be looking for homes. So I guess I want to talk about it because I wanted the dogs to get adopted. I literally have yeah. a dog in my lap right now. Uh-huh. You could have another one. <laughs> Joanna, in the, in, the <laughs> house, in the house where there was 200 and how many were there? 247? 270. Oh, 270. Mm-hmm. How many Dalmatians? and i was just asking about new jersey because of your trip to new jersey i wasn't necessarily asking about the dog article but i'm glad we covered that um both dog articles both dog articles well my trip to new jersey was great i go home every year um and my dad and i run a major race in a minor town Yes, of course. How yes. did that go? Um, it was probably my worst showing yet at uh, that race, uh, but as always, it was fun to run through the mine. and With um, the hard hat so that you don't hit the uh, your head on the uh, Edison, Edison bulbs, bulbs, which is <laughs> the original source of the Edison bulbs for this show. Yeah, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A year since we first discovered what an Edison bulb was. Yeah. We. (laughs) A year since I first discovered what an Edison bulb was. Wow. Yeah. This show, I I can't believe we are still producing this show. I can't believe we only have one more episode and then we're done. That's it? No more? After after 61? It's 61, yeah. Why 61? Because that's when we get the asterisks. I'm, we're, I don't think either of us are tracking here. Yeah, Roger Maris. All the Yankee fans got it. Oh, okay. That one's just for, for Peter Russo <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also uh, Brother Russo. 
Oh, he's not a Yankees fan. McCarty. Yeah, but he but he sets his uh, um, thermostat in honor of a Yankee, so I'm pretty sure he knows 61. <laughs> 61. And, and by the way, when Joanna's in town, Brother Russo, maybe you ought to honor Roger Maris and not uh, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> but I like 56. Okay. Like, 56 degrees is perfect. I don't need it to be warmer. Well, then yeah. what are you complaining about when oh, you were up there? I wasn't complaining. Not on the show, but off the show you were. I was? <laughs> In my head, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I mean, it, some days it was like a little cold, but mm-hmm. I would still prefer that to my current mm-hmm. situation. Sure. Of 84 degrees. Oof. Yeah. yeah. In, in honor of Randy Moss. There's so much <laughs> to talk about on this show. Randy Moss was 81? To, he was 84 on the... Uh, yeah, exactly. On the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. He was 81 on the Raiders. Uh, yeah. 18 on the uh anyways this is this show is there's so much to talk about on the show that, i know we're gonna have another episode yeah. of of just us talking about us uh, yeah. just me naming the athletes that i know and then right. going through all the numbers. <laughs> yeah, the numbers yeah yeah so i wanted to tell you on the show um i wanted to thank farley for taking my trash out and and yes. bringing it back up mm-hmm. thank you very much i, mm-hmm. I did appreciate that um, and I, I decided not to tell you in person or text you back when I heard it on the show right. uh, last week because I don't like talking to you outside of the show uh, <laughs> because if there's ever anything that's that's a, a good exchange between between us, I, I get mad. I'm like, why didn't we record that? Why didn't we crack the mics? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. So yeah. we, should, we don't just – we literally don't talk yeah. because we don't want to miss anything. Of substance. I, I, I seriously, when, when I was listening to the playback of the show before it posted last week, I, I heard that. By the way, great joke, Joanna, about the neighborhood kid. Mm. Um, <laughs> flew over my head. She looked at yeah. me and, and could tell I wasn't uh-huh. tracking with the neighborhood kid. Well, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, thank you for taking the trash out while I was gone. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, oh, that's right. I do remember the neighborhood kid. Yeah, uh-huh. no problem. Happy to do it. It's on my running route. So I took it out one day and then then took the trash cans back another day. So uh, if you if how you riveting fo- if you follow follow us, follow me on Strava. No. Yeah, you could see where Doc's what part of the eight miles at Doc's. Yeah. Why are you, why are you telling everybody I where I live? I, I don't, yeah, it's that's crazy. Point. And the only other thing I want to talk about you guys yeah. you guys didn't respond when I was when I was at Dulles Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you guys a picture of a single right Adidas running shoe. Yeah. With a baggage tag on it on the conveyor belt oh i didn't have a tag on it yeah i couldn't believe it and, and it wasn't even a pair of shoes it was just one shoe on the conveyor belt so do you think how, how did that how did that happen <laughs> i don't know like maybe maybe somebody was able to check two bags and and the first one was overweight and so they took a shoe out of the bag and then that gave them that then they didn't have to pay the overweight fee but i mean a, a shoe weighs like ounces mm-hmm All right. I officially want to give props to the greatest co-hosts on the face of the earth for their patience in making this show happen. Thank you, Docs. Thank you, Joanna. (laughs) They don't accept my thanks. (laughs) They should be upset. Long story, ask me June 30th at the happy hour. Or... Ask me at Jamie Watts' <laughs> launch slash birthday party, which is also June 30th. They're at the same exact time in the in the uh, two completely different locations, That's and true. you're going to be at both. I will be. But in all seriousness, thank you to Jamie Watts, 
Great to have her join us in studio. The story in the Washingtonian is Amazing Racer by Caroline Cunningham. Great story. Pick up a Washingtonian today. Thank you for her joining us in studio today. Awesome, awesome interview. Thank you to Docs. Thank you to Joanna. Thank you to the listeners. Keep ordering those shirts. They are back online. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. You're gonna bring it. I think you're gonna bring a different energy, but right now your levels are low. Oh, I gotta bring it. Yeah, I'll I'll step it up. So, all right, welcome back to the program. Very excited to be joined by Jamie Watts. Too much. I have the best co-host on the planet. We as haven't we sit here yet. at nine o'clock. 